Hey mama, welcome back to Mama's Mission. You're with Deb and we have another really, really good interview for you today. I had the pleasure of interviewing Jennifer Lovemore. Jennifer is a mum of three grown children. She's a wife of 32 years and she is just a wealth of information. We go into it all today. We talk about encouragement for mamas of littles because Jennifer's on the other side. So she can go back and tell us, you know, what she did right, what she did not so right. We unpack what it means to be an intentional mum, what discipleship actually looks like for Jennifer because here's a wee PS. She took a way different take on it than others we've heard from before. She goes into how we need to look at the hearts of our kids and that's really important. So we unpack what that is and we unpack how to actually do that and so much more. She is amazing and I know you're going to get heaps out of this interview. I just want to heads up with the fact that my internet was a wee bit spotty. So the recording, not so crash hot at times, but just go with it. Please be patient because when you look through that or hear through that, you're going to hear gold and you're going to be encouraged. And that's probably what you're here for. So I pray that you're blessed with this episode. And thanks for listening. Hey friend, welcome to Mama's Mission. Here we unpack the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with God. I'm Deb. And I'd like you to think of me as your spirit stirrer. Is that even a thing? It is now. I want to stir your spirit up and inspire you to get intentional about discipleship. Mama, your role is more than making snacks and nagging. I mean, encouraging your kids. There's a greater purpose you need to work towards, and that's leading your tribe to know and love God. If you're ready to ditch your overwhelmed, discouraged attitude and get more clarity and inspiration on raising Jesus-loving kids, this podcast is for you. So grab a coffee and maybe a sneaky treat, kick back and get ready to be inspired. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mama's Mission. It's such a privilege to have you here. I spied you, well spied you, I listened to you on another podcast and I thought, I've totally got to get her on the show and pick her brain. So thank you so much. So before we start, can you introduce yourself to the listeners and just share a little bit about your motherhood journey? I'll do that. I'm so happy to be on your podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, So yeah, I I live in South Africa. I was born and raised here. I have three kids, all grown. And yeah, the journey for me of, of motherhood was a struggle and a real hard one because I, I, I came into it just like so un, uh, not knowing what I was doing. And um, really, actually, for the first seven years, I kind of just winged it and made a total hash up of it. And <laughs> it was eventually when I got to the point where I was desperate enough, where I felt like I was I was getting so overwhelmed and so desperate because I was hating how I was relating to my kids and not actually liking what I was seeing in them. I loved them, but I didn't like them. Mm. Um, and I think that's something that we don't always recognize and acknowledge in ourselves as moms, that we love our kids dearly, but sometimes we just don't like them. And the realization for me was that, is that I am actually responsible for how they are turning out. So I can't stand this side and say, these kids are da 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 because I'm actually the one that, that's shaping them 
and creating. And I realized, uh -oh, I've got to do something about this. And that is when I started praying that, Lord, just do whatever it takes in me, because I recognize that parenting, healthy parenting, good parenting begins with me as the mom. It's not these kids. It's this mom. <laughs> Deal with so this true. mom. And so I, I began to... I began to do some self-examination and working on myself to become a better mom so that I could enjoy my kids and enjoy having them around me and relating to them in a healthy, happy way instead of just doing the basics and just hoping for a break, you know? Yeah. So yes, that's, that's kind of my journey. And then as I, as I prayed that prayer, God just began to show me. And it was basically begin with you, mama, you, you do the work on yourself and start getting yourself under control. I would have to run off to my room and, and pray and say, Lord, realize that half the time, the reason I was frustrated and angry was because I wasn't actually managing my children very well. I wasn't following through when I said things. I wasn't getting their attention when I asked them to do something. So I'd be like, time to whatever now. And I'd be looking in another direction and not even making eye contact or making sure they'd heard me. And then I would get frustrated because they weren't doing what I said they should do. And so the Lord began to show me all these things and I began to work on myself basically to be a better mom yes so the lord began to work on me and and help me to recognize that i needed to do some things within myself so that i could be the better mom because ultimately i'm the one who's responsible for this relationship with my kids i'm the one who's ultimately responsible for for how they turn out and yes, they do have a choice as they get older, but ultimately it begins with me because I'm shaping my children. Um, somebody put it this way that really like hit it ho hit home for me was that the artist doesn't complain about the picture he's painted and say this stupid picture, this horrible picture. He's the one that painted that picture. He mm. needs to look at himself and say, oh, I need to do better. I need to make these changes. And so that for me was like, okay, this is where I need to begin. I need to be doing the work in myself and on myself so that I can be a better mom and so that I can invest then in my children. And and like I said, oh, I was saying this, is that I began to see the fruits of, of the work that I started doing and to the point where a family member actually said, you know what, you can take your kids anywhere. And I was like, wow, that is the ultimate compliment. You know, if you can take your kids anywhere where they – where they are well behaved, they've got good manners, they're not, you know, all over the place climbing on people's furniture or whatever. They were just polite and well mannered and and reserved and well behaved, not and not unsociable or, you know, timid and shy. They were they were quite happy to talk to people and things like that. So yes, the Lord really began, but it began with me. It began with me. That's really refreshing to hear, like, because a lot of the times we do want to point the finger and just say you, like, this is this is a you thing. And really, we actually, yeah. you're so right, we're the painter here and we need to look at ourselves and think, okay, well, you know, wh where do we need to change? What do we need to do about things to make it a bit better? Uh-huh, yeah. So, and so and I, it was taking that responsibility, yeah. Yeah, that's that's key. Being an intentional mum is something you're passionate about. So what is that and can you unpack what it looks like? So being intentional mum means to me, like I've already said, I think beginning the work on yourself. So learning to regulate your own emotions, getting yourself organized, planning your life better, being intentional. And I think it's also got to do with just being aware of where your children are at. 
So being in tune and in touch with them. And, and I, I think as moms, you know, oh, we we with our kids, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're with your kids all day, which I was. And, you know, you, you sometimes you just need a, a mental break. And so you kind of switch off and you're not really in tune with where your kids are at. And I'm talking about not just in the next room, what they're doing in the next room, but where are their hearts at? What is their demeanor? What is their mm. disposition? Are they cheerful? Are they happy? Are they playing together nicely? Or are they was there selfishness and arguing and fighting and and that kind of thing going on so it's it's being intentional just means like get aware become aware of where your children's hearts are and for me that was key was was learning to start looking at my children's hearts and dealing with their hearts and not just behavior how did you go about that (laughs) that sounds amazing and I'm kind of like yeah well how do we get to that I don't, well, I think the first step is to recognize that you need to be more intentional. And very often that's just about all you need to realize is just, I need to be more intentional. I need to be more in tune. I need to be. And then not allowing yourself to be distracted by all the things that, that get thrown our way or that come our way. Learning to say no to things so that you have more time to be present with your children and aware of what's going on with them. And as moms, sometimes we, we have book clubs, we have uh, coffee dates we have play dates we have all these things going on and it keeps us so busy and occupied that we don't actually have the time to be still and be really aware of what's going on and I think that also translates into our you know like our devotional time with God and being still and saying Lord show me show me where I need to work on my children what is it that you want me to do what areas do I need to work on with my children so that I can start shaping them and developing them and growing them in a way that will please God? And yeah, so it's almost like sitting down and having some and making some kind of concrete plans. These are the things I need to work on in my home. So I'm seeing I'm seeing that the kids are not making their beds properly in the mornings or chores are not getting done. Even though I say get do the chores, they're not happening. So what are we going to do to make those things happen? So it's sitting down and, and almost doing an audit of your home, your parenting skills. In fact, I, one of my digital products that I sell is a parenting audit where it helps parents to go through go through their parenting, examine it. What kind of kids do I really want? Um, what are we working towards? Because like Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. So what are you working towards with your children? Are you just drifting along right now and hoping they'll turn out all right one day? Or are you intention being intentional now to work towards the things that you actually want your children to be so if you want them to be polite when they're adults why not start teaching them now to be polite if you're wanting them to do their chores or to be faithful and diligent and thorough in their in their work later in life and learn good work ethic why not start now it's never too early so begin with that end in mind do do an audit and analyze evaluate your parenting and then put some concrete things in place to help you so create a plan this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a chore chart and I'm going to start making sure that the chores do get done every day and that they get done properly. Or I'm going to start making sure that the kids are relating to each other in a nice way and that they're not arguing and fighting. What are we going to do when they do fight? So you create some plans for yourself. So it's instead of just drifting along and hoping we'll get a good result, we're actually working intentionally towards something. That's so good. I love that. And that segues really nicely into the next question, because we were talking about if you want your child to be this in the future, 
start working on it now. So with the whole discipleship thing, which is a motivating mm -hmm. factor for me, obviously I want my child to know and love Jesus. So I've got to start when they're young and get intentional. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. my question is, what does discipling your kids mean to you? And do you have any examples? For me, the bottom line of discipling my children was, again, I think two things. Firstly, a disciple is someone who follows someone. So I need to be that example. I need to be modeling the right kind of behavior, the, the right attitude, the right spirit in my home. Do I have Jesus in my own heart? Mm. Am I spending my own quiet time with, with, with God and getting changed and, and coming out of that time with him calm and able to be patient because patience was a huge struggle for me. So that was my wrestle daily was, Lord, make me patient, make me patient. And I learned to say in the morning before I even put my foot out of the bed, I say, Lord, I put myself in your hands. I'm too scared to even put my foot out of this bed before you take control because I know that if I'm in control, I am going to make a mess of things. I'm going to be impatient. I'm going to say things that I regret. I'm going to say things that are hurtful to my children. Please just, just take control of me. So it begins with you being the person that's worthy of having a disciple, of, of modeling what you want your children to be we are, because we can't expect our children to be something that we are not. So if we mm. want them to stop be, um, being impatient and irritated with each other, then we need to model that. And how do we get that? We can't unless we have Jesus living in our own hearts. And so that's number one, modeling that behavior, being the person worthy of having a disciple. And then number two for me was work with the heart. Always go for the heart and figure out what is going on inside there right now. Why is my child backchatting me? Why are they grumpy today? Why is there sibling rivalry? What is what is below the surface? Because so often we get distracted or we get sidetracked by the behavior and we deal with behavior. Unless the heart changes, nothing's going to change because it's just going to come up we might stop this argument, but we're going to have another argument in a few minutes because the heart hasn't changed. And so I learned to start dealing, discipling that heart. And to disciple that heart basically means get that heart surrendered to Jesus. Because when Jesus comes into a child's heart, they can be cheerful. They can do their chores well. They can play nicely with their siblings. They can, you know, be what we want them to be because the Holy Spirit is guiding and leading and living inside of them. And so our role is for me as a, as a mom was to actually just bring my children to Jesus. And that takes time. Discipling someone takes time. And very often as moms, we just want to get this behavior fixed and just hurry up and get on with it so that we can get back to whatever it is we're trying to get done. Yeah. And I, re I had to realize that, you know what? It's worth it to invest the time of taking my child to the to his room, praying with him and saying and teaching them how to pray a prayer of surrender to God. So Lord, dear Jesus, please come into my heart. Please change my heart. Give me a new heart. Help me to be happy. Help me to be cheerful. Help me to do my chores well, whatever it is that you're struggling with. And that is in line with Ezekiel 36, verse 26 and 27, where God says, a new heart also will I give you a new spirit will I put within you if God yeah. can do that for an adult he can do it for a child we just need to teach them how 
where to go to get that, what I call the great exchange, the exchange of a heart that's selfish and ugly and grumpy and cross and exchange that for a heart that is in line and harmony with God's will and his way. And in that way, we disciple our kids truly. Obviously, discipling also in, involves teaching biblical principles, godly principles, you know, to be kind and to be honest and to to do your work well. Those are all biblical principles that are included in discipling our children. But the bottom line, the bottom, bottom line is the heart. Get the heart submitted to Christ. I love that. You you mentioned you've got three children, is that correct? Yes. So with your yes. three children, and did you have the privilege of leading them to the Lord? Or was that something that you just, you know, laid the foundation and someone else led them? Or how, how did that go? How did that actually happen? Um. So, so for each one of them, their journey was different. Uh, in our home, we made sure that we were teaching our children this principle of surrender to Christ from the moment that we learned it ourselves and, and we began to practice it, which was only, like I say, seven years into my parenting. So my daughter was seven and the two boys were five and three. So I only began learning this. And as I was learning it, how to give myself to God, I began to start teaching them. So that was that was instilled in them from a very young age. Their choice to follow God for themselves came later. Our daughter chose when she was 16. Um, our son chose when he was about 16 as well. But the, the youngest son only chose when he was 21 or something. And it's not that they were um, completely without Christ, but yeah. they made that choice for themselves and they chose to be baptized and they chose to follow God for themselves. We didn't actually lead them. I think it just it, because of their training and because of of what we had taught them, they knew, they knew yeah. all the truth. And it was just as they matured in their thinking, they eventually just came to that point where they made that decision and gave gave themselves over to God. So it wasn't a case of we actually intentionally one day sat down and led them to Christ. Yeah, it was ongoing conversations and allowing them freedom to go and make mistakes or make choices that we didn't agree with necessarily. Yeah. And you stand on the sideline and watch them and say, Lord, <laughs> you know, we've taught them, please bring them back. And he's been faithful to do that. He's been faithful to do that. That's really cool. I really like that because when they're that age, I think it's, as you said, they made that decision for themselves and they knew exactly what that entailed it wasn't you know I think a lot of a lot of people I hear you know I became a Christian at four and I'm kind of I kind of query and I'm thinking do they know though at that age like I mean who knows God knows obviously mm -hmm. but I think mm -hmm. at that age of 16 and in the early 20s you know they know they've made that commitment and that's pretty pretty cool mm -hmm. the next mm -hmm. question I have is Obviously, as you've mentioned, you're at the other end with grown children. So what do you believe is something that is key for those of us with parenting littles? I think, you know, well, we could, uh, you know, we could go on for hours yet. But I think the bottom line is, and I've, I've already mentioned this, and I, it's what I always go back to is, is just 
deal with the hearts of your children. Yeah. Because if you're winning their hearts, if you're winning their hearts now as littles and you keep seeking to win the heart, the teenage years are going to be okay. You're going to survive them. Which is so encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not sure if this is a question that's going to come in a minute, but for me, those teenage years were just the best years. They were just wonderful years because we had a great relationship with our kids. We never had rebellion in our home where they were, you know, where we were arguing, shouting. Yes, we had some disagreements and sometimes the kids would sass me and I'd say, okay, uh, is there a reason why you spoke to me that way? And then they'd be, oh, mom, sorry. It was just because I was feeling whatever, whatever, and it had nothing to do with me. Yeah. So we sought all along, all along to to keep the hearts of our children engaged with us, to spend time with them. We had family time. We did fun things together. We went on camping trips. We, you know, we we stayed connected with them throughout those years, so that when they when they reached those teen years, we just continued the relationship. It was we had a relationship. We had an understanding. We had connection, and we kept those. You know, one of the things that I read recently uh, was a book by Rebecca Lindenbach, Rebecca Gregoire Lindenbach, I think. And she said what uh, she spoke about in this book, why she didn't rebel. And it was there were three things she mentioned, but obviously I can't remember all three now. But one of them was that their family had ritualized chat times, talking times. In other words, it was a ritual to sit down and talk. And that was one thing that we did in our family. We always made time to talk with our kids. And we talked about all sorts of things. When they were young, we talked about things that interested them. Um, As they got older, we spoke about current events. We spoke about relationships. We spoke about dating. We spoke about marriage. We spoke about giving your heart to God. We spoke about um, all the things that teenagers struggle with and the questions they have. We made that. We made a point of having family time and just opening up and talking and our kids were able to ask those questions and and have those conversations with us and but that came from way back when because when our kids were little we had made time for them we made time to connect with them so and when my kids were really really young and right up through their teen years I made a point of every week spending a half an hour with each one so they had they would have a day Monday was Ashley's day, Tuesday was Jaden's day, Thursday was Ryan's day. And they knew that that was time with mom. And then we would do something that they wanted to do, whether it was reading a story or having a back tickle or massaging their feet, or that was mom's time with them. And we connected then. And, that, and often that would be the time when they would open up and talk to me and say, well, I would say to them, how are you doing? What are you really thinking? And so we started those things of always making sure that there was a connection and understanding of what's going on in their hearts. And when you start, when you do that and a child feels understood and that it's safe to come to you with their struggles and it's safe to open up to you and let them know, let you know what they're struggling with, then it's just way, way easier to maintain that connection through the teen years. That's really cool. I love that. And it totally makes sense, doesn't it? We can't expect to have a relationship with our teenagers when we haven't really made a whole lot of time for them when they're little they're probably going to be like, well, you missed the boat there. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, that's uh, my husband and I did a parenting seminar recently. And one of the fathers in the congregation or in the group asked the question, you know, my child is now uh, 17, 18, and he's getting all, he's, he's becoming all rebellious. And 
how do I, how do I now, um, you know, bring him back? And, you know, I want to spend time with him, but he doesn't want to spend time with me. And mm. so we had to say to him, well, you know, you're kind of, uh, shucks, you're reaping what you've sowed because you've never had time with him as a, when he was younger. And now all of a sudden, now you want to sit him down and say, let's have time together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the teenagers are like, forget it. I'm out of here. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to recognize. It's a hard thing to to see, oh, I've actually missed the boat. But it's not irredeemable. It's not like you can't um, redeem that. But yes, it begins early on. If you want, if you want a connection with your teenagers when they are teens, obviously, start now when they're little. Start yeah. now. That's so good. Where should the mama who is unsure about getting intentional with parenting and discipling actually start? I think for every mom, it's going to be slightly different because we each have our own struggles and the things that distract us from being intentional. So I think for me, it would uh, what I would say is get intentional about going to God and saying, Lord, where do you want me to begin? What is it that you want me to do? Where do I start and to become the kind of mom you want me to be and to be more intentional. And for one mom, it's going to be start planning your life so that you're not living in chaos. For another one, it may be that they need to start spending individual time with their kids. Or maybe they need to stop, you know, put their phone on one side and discipline themselves not to be scrolling Facebook or, or Instagram videos, reels, when they should be paying attention to what's going on with their kids. For each one, it is going to be different. And so that's why I'd say be intentional about going to God and finding out from him, what is it that you want me to do, Lord? Where do I start? Because like I say, it's going to be different for each one. That's really good. I mean, he knows best, doesn't he? And he knows best how Mm -hmm. to actually parent our children effectively. I mean, often we, I I don't know, it could just be me, but, you know, you kind of take him for granted. And it's like, I need to go to the Mm -hmm. parenting books or I need to go to the experts. But he's the ultimate expert. And often we just overlook him, don't we? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's to me, that was a one of the most amazing lessons and testimonies of my life is that I started to go to God with everything because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even have money to buy all the parenting books. So like God was my resource. Yeah. <laughs> and I would I would say, Lord, I don't know what to do here. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And God is the God of ideas. He is the one who can lead you. He will show you exactly where you need to start. He will bring resources your way if, if that's what you need. He'll bring someone your way to help you. And he will guide you because he's promised. In Psalm 32 verse 8, he says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. That's a personal God, a person, a God who's involved, interested. He's waiting for us to just come to him and say, Lord, teach me, show me. What do I do now? Where do I go with this? And for each child, it's going to be different. So that's why I don't. I say I don't advocate like having the standard practice of this is how you deal with this. Uh, my standard practice or my standard method is go to God and ask Him in this situation, Lord, what do I do right now? Yeah, because what what this one child needs today, He won't need that tomorrow. Yeah, He'll need something different. And if we are in tune with God, He will help us to be the parent that we need to be. It all boils down to that, really, that dependence on God. Yeah. Going to him, who is the ultimate parent. He really is the ultimate parent. And I think he does it intentionally, just when we think like we're doing a good job, acing this parenting thing. 
And then he throws in a spanner in the works and he's like, hey, not really. Um, you actually, how about you come back to me because you need me and uh-huh. that's the way it should be. And how about we we do this mm-hmm. together? Because I think some of us, like if my personality, you know, I always go, okay, well, I'll take it from here. I've got this. <laughs> and that's actually not the way he wants us to parent at all. I think he wants to like co-parent, you know, just like we're not supposed to, if we have a spouse, you know, we're not supposed to do all the hard yards ourselves. It's, you know, we parent with mm-hmm. our spouse and that's what he wants us to do, parent with him. Mm-hmm. I actually like to put it this way, that God wants to actually parent through you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And that's why it, that's why it requires us to be submitted to him, submitted to his will and his way and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do right now? Then he does it through you and you see the fruits of it. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful fruits in your children. That's so true. Jennifer, you've been such a wealth of wisdom. I mean, and it's so encouraging as well to hear, you know, just speaking to the hearts of our kids. That's something that I've been interviewing a few people for the podcast and no one has really touched on that with discipleship, but it's so true. It is getting to the hearts of our kids, you know, just really hearing them, taking the time to hear them, putting aside distractions and getting intentional. That's the big thing here. So thank you so much. If the listeners, which I know they will, want to hear more about you and what you have to share, can you give us some contact details on how they can find you? Sure. I have a group on Facebook called Personal Growth for Christian Moms, where I that's a free group where people, mums can join and where I just share parenting tips. I share spiritual growth, emotional health, because that's also very important for me because I have a journey of uh, emotional abuse that I've walked and healing. So it's those are the things I focus on, like growing you as a mom all the, and all the aspects of that. And then also on, on Instagram, I am as growing underscore moms. And mm-hmm. that's, I post parenting tips, spiritual growth tips, emotional health tips, all of that there. And then I can also be found, I also have a podcast called The Growing Mums Podcast, um, which I switch there again. I just share tips and tricks and tools and whatever for moms who want to grow personally as moms <laughs> and all the things <laughs> that we have to juggle and still deal with ourselves. So, yeah, those are the, those are the places I can be found. Oh, that's amazing. I will link all of those in the and description. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been such Great. a privilege. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.